where do you go to find authenticity and truth? Nobody wants to talk about the skeletons in their closet, the nitty gritty, or the failures, all of which I believe are the most important parts of anybody's story of success. This is a place where we say what nobody else is saying. Truth with Tara, welcome to the fold. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Truth with Tara. Today's episode is entitled Thought Audit. This has been a new and exciting, really difficult concept for me. I was reading this book, and it it talked a lot about thinking about what you're thinking about. And this applies so much to career, to music industry, to even personal and seasonal times in life. And so wherever you are, whether it's kind of a, a standstill or a crossroads in your career, whether it's a relational crossroads, or whether you're just entering into this holiday season being like, man... I've got emotional, mental, and just thought life fatigue. I I need to start thinking about what I'm thinking about. I wanted to tell you my little journey the past few weeks in trying to actually be intentional and really think about what I'm thinking about. And it's called a thought audit. And so what I did and what I encourage you guys to do, and then we're going to talk about what happened after, was I took my phone and any time which is a lot, I had a quiet thought, I would write it down. I would write it on my phone in the notes section. And I did this for a couple days, you know, and look, there's reality to this, right? I mean, you can't be in the middle of a call or in a meeting or in a session and be like, oh, excuse me, I just had a thought, I need to write this down. Like, no, it's more the passive time, say maybe when you're in the shower or when you get out of the shower, you write it down or when you're cooking, when you're just thinking um, in the transition phases in your day, you know, you're driving, you're eating, you're, you're doing something a little more passive where your brain can kind of go to those old neural pathways and go down those those trails that you're used to going down on. And really the thought audit, the beauty of it is writing down what are those those old pathways, those ridged sections in your brain that you keep repeating back to. And um, what I realized um, is I'm really not very kind to myself. Like I'm the biggest bully I've ever met in my life to myself. I am this is super vulnerable right now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you <laughs> some of my thought audit. And I'm just gonna to get the courage to do it. I'm gonna pretend like nobody's gonna listen to this podcast. Like I'm gonna pretend like there's gonna be zero viewers so I can actually get through some of these thoughts because they're really grimy, guys. Like these thoughts are really, really awful. And and I wanna tell you after I read these how they have been affecting my career, like in the music industry, how they've been affecting my business, how they've been affecting my entrepreneurial skills and my leadership skills and my day-to-day productivity. So here goes. This is my thought audit for, this was on um, November 15th, okay? This was my thought audit. Ooh, here we go. (laughs) I'm going to choose the wrong man again, only this time it won't just ruin me, it will ruin Jaden. Jaden's my son. I am paralyzed by fear in this thought. I don't listen to the Holy Spirit enough. I overthink things. I should surrender. I have a broken picker. I can't trust my heart. I make bad decisions when it comes to love, yet I'm decisive and trust my intuition in every other area of my life. I can't trust myself. I'm going to get myself in trouble. And then the thoughts shifted to, why don't you see your worth and value? Why don't you realize how precious you are? Why do you keep giving yourself away? You're beautiful. 
And then I've been really sick lately, so excuse the French, but I I was thinking, I feel like shit. (laughs) I can't go on. I just want to sleep and rest. But when I have the chance to, I don't. You're not doing things exactly right. I don't feel good. I'm sick of feeling bad. I'm so frustrated. I just want someone who's my person to hold me and take care of me, to be my strength and my weakness. I'm never going to find that. Those are my thoughts for one day on 1015. And of course, now I had others, right? I had many others, but those were the ones that stuck with me enough to write them down. And and those are the ones when I had in a moment where I was able to write them down. Um, now, I could go on to the other day um, that I did this, and, and there were some differences in the other day as well. But really, you can see this pattern, right? You can see this pattern of mistrust and of self-doubt and and of really this besetting area in my life where I just simply feel like I cannot trust my decision-making skills. And what that does is it creates this weak link. And so, yes, I know that uh, those thoughts were very relational, right? I'm thinking a lot about, you know, this significant other that I long and desire for. But what I've realized is that if there's a root of shame or guilt in any area of your life, it does transfer over into other places. And sometimes it might cause you uh, to overcompensate. So say that you're like me and and you have a great life, but there's a, there's a relational missing piece. And there's guilt and shame around and surrounding and kind of covering that area of your life. Well, guess what you're going to do? You're going to do most likely something like I do, and you're going to overcompensate in the success and in the drive and in the the passion and in the doing of another area of your life to kind of fill that void and to take away the burn inside of you that you feel when you start to think about that lack. And what that does is it creates a false sense of identity into what you're doing that is successful. And then when something like getting sick to me happens and I'm not able to do that thing that creates this false sense of accomplishment and identity then I'm wondering, well, well, then where am I? What am I? And who am I? Ooh, this is deep. This is deep today, guys. So these, these neural pathways that we go down, we, we don't even realize what we're thinking about when we're thinking about it. And I, I have to tell you, I have really done a lot of hard work this past month in finding and, and really forcing myself to go down new neuropathways and create freedom in those areas where there was guilt and shame. I really had to take a really hard look at who I am whose I am, but really where my identity lies. And and am I going to be happy if, like I did that podcast before, I'll be happy if, am I really going to be happy if this, this perfect man walks into my life? I would say, yeah. But the thing is, once that happens and there's relational issues there, which there always are because we're human and we live on earth, then no, that's that's not going to be the case. Then I'm going to be praying to God to get me through this one thing so that then I can be happy. And I, I realized that, oh my goodness, I am going down this old neural pathway of, man, I'm not complete unless I have someone next to me. And in business, that makes me overcompensate in my career and how I run my company and 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 even recording podcasts and and doing the YouTube content and and recording songs and writing music and raising my son there's still I'm operating out of this place of of incompletion and this place of guilt and shame over something that I'm longing to have in my life that I don't right now 
And so that's the problem, right? And and if you're listening to this, it doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be reversed. You could have a wonderful family life, a great husband or wife, but you're just struggling in this area of indecisiveness over a career. It could be reversed. It could be another reason. But whatever it is, if there is a place of lack in your life that is just sort of besetting for you and you cannot seem to pinpoint why or cannot seem to get yourself out of it or move forward and, and find completion in that area... I would challenge you like I challenged myself and and it's really hard work. I would challenge you to do a thought audit and think about what you think about. We are called to take every thought captive. And I really had to meditate on that for the past month and really grapple and understand what does taking every thought captive mean. And what I learned is that for me and possibly for you, hopefully for you, When I have those thoughts now and I am aware of what I am thinking about, I literally consider it a battle. It's a war within my mind with myself. And I say to myself some kind of truth right after my mind says a lie. So for instance, if if I say, I am so tired and I just need some rest and I just feel horrible right now. That may be the truth of how I am feeling. It may be an authentic truth, but I then take that thought captive and I say to myself, my grace is sufficient for you and and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I take that thought captive and I speak a truth that is in opposition to what I'm feeling because I don't want to stay in how I'm feeling that way. And I do this in business all the time, instinctively, guys. Why I can't do it or I haven't been doing it relationally, I don't know. But I am telling you now, I'm going to start and I have started and it has made a humongous 180 difference in my life. Sometimes we have giftings, right? We, for instance, I I know that I have tapped into unconsciously and and unintentionally this this algorithm of success in business right i am i am attuned and attuned to the algorithm of success when it comes to business i execute i know that my decision making skills are right i do not question them and i know that i have divine downloads from god when it comes to that area of my life i am very secure and very set up and and my thought life within my my business is also on point right and i think that's really the key the way i think think about myself when it comes to making decisions like I'm manufacturing some some products for a vocal health line. And I know that it's going to work. I have no doubt. I just need to go through the process. I need to walk through the steps. I am pivoting the content on my YouTube channel in the new year. And I know that that's going to take some time to kind of figure out the sweet spot and find the blue ocean of what that's going to be. But I know that it's going to work because I know what I do is good. When it comes to, and, and to be completely transparent, when it comes to a relational side of my life, when it comes to choosing or allowing myself to be loved by a man who then I have to entrust with not only my heart, but the heart of my child, man, that's a totally different story. And there is all this self-doubt. There is all of this questioning. There's all of this insecurity and and not being sure of my decision-making skills, not trusting myself. And so... I decided 
that I'm going to take those thoughts captive. I'm going to take control once and for all of my thought life in this area because I can see the fruit of a good thought life in other areas. I am living proof of good thought life when it comes to commerce and business, even investing. I know that I'm a baller in those areas and it's not an arrogant thing to say. It is the truth. And you can speak the truth about yourself, guys, and it not be arrogant. I also want to make that point, especially for women who are listening to this. It is okay to own your bigness, your greatness, and your awesomeness, and you are not you are not over-exerting confidence. You are not conceited, okay? There's a fine line. I get it. It's dental floss thin, but if you're worried about being conceited, I promise you you're not, okay? <laughs> it's those who have no kind of self-awareness over their arrogance level that are arrogant, right? But if you're worried about it, you're good. But I, I don't want you to self-deprecate and shrink back because I am so queen of that club and I, I don't want you to join it. I'm trying to get out of it myself. I'm, I'm saying that it's okay to say what you're great at. And I'm not so great at, at the relational area of my life when it comes to men and, and being secure in my decision-making skills. I, I'm not, and I'm becoming better. But in the other area, I know I am. And that has got to be why I'm so much more successful in business, commerce, investing, and growth when it comes to entrepreneurship. Because as a man thinks, so he is. And my thought life there is, is on point. I don't question. I don't question myself. I make a decision. I go for it. I consider myself like the virtuous woman in Proverbs. I, I go after the merchant ships at night. My my servants want for nothing. I am known in the gates of the city. I I embody the virtuous woman. It's, it's one of my affirmations daily, and and I say that you know unapologetically and very confidently because I know that I live that out on a daily basis when it comes to business. So why can't I and why can't you own that in an area where we don't feel so hot? There's no reason except for ourselves. There's nothing holding us back but us. So I'm telling you right now, if you take this challenge, if you think about what you think about, write it down, and then maybe even journal next to those thoughts that are self-deprecating, that are not life-giving, but like death-giving, that do leave you feeling insecure, stuck, and unsure of where to go next. I challenge you then to take that thought captive, write down the truth next to it, a truth. It doesn't even have to be a biblical verse. It could be just something in opposition to what your mind is thinking. And so the next time you come up with that thought in your brain, Go to the truth and speak that out loud. We have to retrain our brain to make new neuropathways. But the thing that's beautiful about our brain, it can help us or hurt us, is that when you go down these neuropathways, they create literal ridges in our brain, right? And habit starts to form. And it can be either good habit or bad habit. And a new habit is so hard and uncomfortable and weird feeling to form. But the more you repeat it, the more comfortable and the more grooved that ridge gets and the easier it is for that neuropathway to be repeated again. So I've realized about myself that my neuropathways when it comes to business are so ingrained. They're ingrained from me watching my family as entrepreneurs have successful businesses. They're ingrained from me seeing that and acting upon it. And that habit has been repeated and repeated over time. And I am I'm so down with that side of my life, right? Relationally speaking, though, those neural pathways, they're more toxic. They're not as healthy. And I have to abandon those neural pathways and I am creating new ones on a daily basis. And I'll tell you one other trick. You can't just think 
about the new neural pathways, you have to speak it out loud. There is something that happens in our cognitive reasoning when we speak something out loud versus just think it in our minds. And I know that the thought audit is all about thinking about what we're thinking about. But see, those are already ingrained neural pathways. You don't need to say those out loud because they're already bad toxic words. They're bad toxic phrases and habits. To create a new one, you have to combat it with speaking out loud loud, hearing your tone of voice, letting your brain hear the words that are coming out of your mouth audibly, and then receive them in your spirit and believe them and repeat them so that they replace the old. It's amazing how just in two or three weeks when I did this, how different I thought about what I thought about. It's also amazing the types of people that are brought into your life and the new experiences that you have based on this new outlook and this new belief about yourself. I know that I say all the time, singing is 90% mental and 10% talent. And I kind of laughed at myself the last couple months doing this exercise and kind of creating these new neural pathways because I realized like, wow, Tara, you you were literally prophesying. Like singing is 90% mental and 10% talent because it's true as a man thinks, so he is. But living, living and growing and loving is also 90% mental. It might even be more, right? You have to do the mechanical body motions. You have to walk. You have to talk. You have to live. You have to move through life, right? But the mental part of how we think so closely and directly dictates how we live and the experiences that we have in our lives and how we respond to those experiences and how that makes us and shapes us as human beings. And so for for you guys out there that are rocking it in one area of your life, but you have this nagging feeling on the inside of you like, oh, I'm so upset that this one area in my life is so deficient and so lacking. I give you this challenge and I promise you, you're probably going to hate me for it the first few days. It's super icky and annoying to really grapple with what you're thinking about. But I I promise you, there's such a freedom and a light on the other side. I really hated that week when I was doing that thought audit. And it was really hard for me to read back what I thought about myself and and what I said about myself. But it was so life-giving, so empowering, and so changing within myself to be able to write the truth out and then speak out to those lies when they would come up again. Because they are lies. They are not the truth. And they're not who you are, who you will be, or how you're going to be and where you're going to stay. They're just not. But they, they keep us held down. They keep us stuck. They keep us shackled into this repetitive cycle of nothingness. And I just so want that freedom for you because I'm not completely out of it yet. But man, I am not the same person I was a couple months ago before this thought audit. And so I just encourage you today. Let's think about what we're thinking about. It's going to change your business. It's going to change your career. It's possibly going to change your relationships like it's it's done with me. It might even change how you feel about yourself, your body image, you know, um, what you're saying to yourself when nobody's looking, what you, what you think when you look at yourself in the mirror. It might change your financial standing and status. It might show you things about yourself that you never really realized you thought that you knew about yourself. And It's also okay when you have great thoughts about yourself to own those, you know, because I had some moments in my thought audit where I was like, I'm beautiful. I deserve this and blah, blah, blah. And and I read it back and I thought, oh, you're you're so prideful. Like, no, that's okay. That's that's good stuff. It's okay to feel and think good things about yourself. You don't have to self-deprecate and and talk down to yourself all the time for the sake of humility. That's called false humility and that's a lie. So there's also that as well. So who's going to do the thought audit? I want you to 
to do it today, like start today. And if you're listening to this in the morning, even better, start in the morning and do like a few days to a week's worth of thought audits. See what comes up for you. I promise you there is so much freedom, so much empowerment, and so much life on the other side. Thanks so much for listening to Truth with Tara. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future podcast episodes, don't hesitate to email info at tarasimonstudios.com. I love you guys so much. I am proud of you, and I will catch you on the next one. Yeah, I know that you don't gotta look.